to be confused with Lamont Jordan, who is actually Lamont Butler. That music you hear is Montel Jordan, and that can only mean one thing. From Bally Sports, Wisconsin and the Milwaukee Brewers, returning for yet another season, God knows why, on our program, it is Sophia Minert on Wilde and Tausch. Sophia, good morning. Did someone twist your arm into doing another year, or did you choose to do this by your... Or are we paying you... A, such an exorbitant sum that you're like, yeah, I'll put up with those guys again for another year. No, I'm happy to be back for another year. Chose to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't believe you, but I'm glad you're doing it anyway. <laughs> uh, I want to start with yesterday because uh, I got to listen to our pal Jeff Levering and Bob Euchre on my drive back from Magoo's on the Mound. But I had been out of the car, I think it was one nothing when I got out of the car, and when I got in the car again, it was ten to nothing. Uh, what a home opener and what a three and one start to the season for your young Milwaukee Brewers. How do you feel about the way things have kicked off for this team in twenty twenty three? Yeah, I mean I look I think yesterday was one of the most memorable home openers that we've had in, in a really long time. Um, and it was, it was everything, you know, I think fans were obviously really excited anytime you come back and it's sold out and they had the, the cowbells and they had, you know, just a ton of energy. Um, and then, you know, just the game itself, you got six scoreless innings from Freddie Peralta. He looks great. Um, Brian Anderson, they finally get their first home run. Uh, and then of course the, just the, the incredible run that Bryce Terang is on. And, and I think we'll just all never forget kind of that moment for him of, you know, your first career homer. It's, it's a grand slam. It's the home opener. You're playing in Milwaukee for the first time. His, his parents and his grandparents are there. Um, it's just, it kind of was just one of those magical moments and his reaction and the curtain call. It's just, those are moments that you just love. Um, whether, you know, you're, whether you're a diehard fan of the team or not. So yeah, it was yesterday was was a really fun day. Uh, what's also fun is that they've got some really some young studs that look like they're going to be pretty good. And I know there's going to be ups and downs with young players, but you mentioned Terang, obviously Mitchell, and then uh, Weimer. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Weimer. Yep. yep. Which is a little close to Weiner for me, but no, nevertheless. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's heard that a couple times. I'm sure he has. I'm very creative when it comes to my jokes. When you look at this youth um, infusion, if you will, you know, it takes a little while to get excited about young players. But I was thinking back as I was driving yesterday, too, you know, and I, I think this might predate your time slightly because you're young and I'm old, but, you know, there was that era where it was like J.J. Hardy, Prince Fielder, Ricky Weeks, where we kept hearing about how good they could be as they were coming up through the farm system, and then they got here, and you're like, hey, they could be really good. Is there a feeling Mm -hmm. similar to that, or am I just associating two things that aren't even close to being similar? No, I think there there are absolutely similarities. And, and look, I think if you're if you're projecting that onto these guys, like the Brewers would be thrilled if if any of them had careers along the likes of Ryan Braun and Prince Fielder and JJ Hardy and Corey Hart and Ricky Weeks. I mean, those are some 
really dynamic players that had really great successful major league careers, right? And played in the game for a long time. So if you get if you get anything close to that, the Brewers would be thrilled. Um, but I think what's really exciting and what makes people think of that group is that, you know, they're they're just incredibly athletic. Um, they're true kind of five tool players in terms of how they play. They have great energy. Um, what's really fun about the three of them that are here with the major league team, and I'll, I'll include Sal Freelich, who's in AAA, and I'm sure we'll see him at some point this season, is they all do it differently. Um, they all have their own strengths. They're all really fun to watch. Um, they're all unique in how they play. They all have really unique personalities. We've gotten to see that with, with the series that the Brewers production team did called the Freshmen. So we're get, getting to know these guys off the field as well. Um, but, yeah, I think – I think if you can get that kind of production from these guys, and you said it, like they're off to a great start, they're making huge contributions, but they are going to be challenged. Um, and that's going to come in mistakes. That's going to become in seeing major league pitching. That's going to come at the plate. Um, they're going to be challenged. But for now, uh, this is as good of a start as you could ask for. Uh, so, Sophia, what are some of the coolest things that you've learned so far about these quote-unquote freshmen, uh, whether it's just mm-hmm. from your own uh, sitting down with these guys or some of the stuff that you've learned, uh, you know, just in, in from, the other, from some of the teammates about what makes this such a fun group of young players? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll start with Bryce. I think it's just he is so – calm he's got that like you know very california laid-back personality he never seems phased by anything he's got probably the most steady heartbeat of the group i mean i think you saw some great emotion from him yesterday after the home run and the curtain call and and all of that um he'll definitely show the emotion but i think he just on and off the field he's about as as steady and even and calm and just how he does everything um, he's just very chill. He's like the chill guy of the group. And then, you know, Joey is kind of the opposite. Joey is just in constant motion, and he's kind of just like this, like, tornado that comes through. And, and you know, the comparisons are made to Hunter Pence, and, and it feels really accurate. Um, you know, he's huge. Um, you know, talking to his parents over the weekend at Wrigley, he's just always been a freak athlete. Um, his high school football coach called him the freak of just he's just a physical presence he looks like he belongs in the big leagues and the way that he has his approach at the plate he's just it's like constant movement it's like the opposite of what you would teach but it works for him um and you know he just kind of plays like his hair is on fire and then um you know garrett we got to know last year he's just got great confidence um does remind me of Ryan Braun with like the confidence that he has, um, but he's still a very humble kid and they're just fun. Honestly, it's just energy. They bring so much energy. Um, and I think it, it's, it rubs off on everybody else. You know, whenever you see guys go through these things the first time and you see what it means to them, I think for the older guys, it takes them back um, to their own memories. That was something we heard from Freddie Peralta yesterday is watching Bryce and, what he was able to do it made him think of his own debut and his own mom and the emotions that come with that day. And, and he was getting emotional. So it's, it's, it's cool um, kind of the impact that they're having on the group right now. Talking with Sophia Minard on Wilde and Tausch. Sophia, speaking of impacts, um, I think yesterday's game, I heard Jeff Levering say as it wrapped up, 
that it was done in two hours and thirty seven minutes um, mm-hmm. in a ten to nothing game. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, listening to Uke, I think it's really interesting. He's such a storyteller when he calls games. There's not a lot of time for storytelling now with the pitch clock. Um, how have you seen baseball look different to you because of the pitch clock, because of uh, banning the shift, uh, larger bases? Like These have been all things that we knew were coming. Has it, during these four games, looked a lot different than the game that you've been covering for so long. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I think these rules have done exactly what they were intended to do. Um, We've seen faster games. You know, on average, the games are 25 to 30 minutes faster, which is great for everyone, but I think especially for fans, if you're coming to a game, um, the pace is something that stands out to you right away. There's just not a lot of dead time like there was before. Um, even there was a, a game over the weekend, uh, Sunday, I believe, when you know the team scored nine runs. It was like 13 hits, and the game was still just under three hours. Um, and you, you brought up yesterday, it's a 10 to nothing game. That uh, seven-run inning, I think, was almost half an hour long as they batted around and added on a couple runners there as well. And you're still at 2.30, you know, whatever it ended up being. So... I think that the pace of play makes it a much better product for fans who are coming out. I think you'll see it if you're watching games on TV as well. Um, you're seeing more guys on base. You're seeing more steals. That's been true across the league. I think through the opening weekend, there were 49 stolen bases across the league, which is a big jump up um, from what we have seen in the past. So, you know, we, we got to see all of this at spring training, um, and it felt I think everyone adjusted really quickly. Um, and then you got to see the difference in the World Baseball Classic games, and that's kind of what stood out to me is how, how quickly everyone had adjusted to things like the pitch timer and the new pace when then you were watching games and players were, were participating in these games where those new rules were not in place. And it was a pretty jarring difference. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think the early returns have been very positive, and I think everyone is enjoying it. Um, you know, I think... We all appreciate, you know, getting some some time back and cutting out some of that dead time that we've seen in games of them unnecessarily, you know, dragging on too long. So, yeah, I think overall it's been very positive. All right, last thing before we let you go, because we only get you every other week and I don't want to overstay our welcome with you the first time out for this year. I heard Chewy, of all people, ask a really interesting question on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy yesterday on my way to Magoo's on the Mound. He was talking about the perfect score of a game. He said, like, my ideal NFL game score is 31 to 28. And he asked the Mm. same question about baseball. And he said, you know, 5 to 4, 7 to 4, somewhere in there where there's scoring, but it's not, you know, a slugfest. It was really interesting to me because, you know, I don't really love a one nothing shutout with a bunch of strikeouts. What is your ideal baseball game score? Wow, I've I've really never question. given that much thought. Um, yeah, neither had I. That's why I was so taken aback. Yeah. A by the quality of the question, and B that it came from Chewy. <laughs> That's me. Um, I, I said that I to Chewy say... during. I, I just want to state for the record, I said yeah, that to him. Yeah, but it's so him. mean. Just because, yeah, just because you say that, you you make it sound like Chewy's an idiot. Can't come up with a good question. Uh, maybe just for the record. Yeah. Okay. 
Anyway, your answer to that great question unexpectedly. Yeah, I would say something middle of the road, probably similar to him, like a five to three, six to four, because I think you want to see a, I think you want to see a, like a well balanced game. And by that, I mean, I think you want to see, I think you want to see good pitching, but I also think you want to see the ball in play. You want to see offense, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, fans love home runs. And I think with these new rules, like the, you're seeing guys be more aggressive on the base path. You're seeing more stolen bases. Like I, so I think you're going to see more scores like that, uh, which is hopefully the point of the rules. So I, I think something like that. You know, I think the the blowouts, like a ten to nothing, like yesterday, that's fun, right? Because you're seeing great offense, you're seeing great pitching. Um, you know, Freddie Peralta was great yesterday, but I think you know you you kind of want the drama at the end, right? Like you want the save situation for your closer. You want to see Devin Williams in the game. Um, so I think you want a a well-balanced game of good pitching, good defense, you know, good fun scoring, right? Like different kinds of run production, um, maybe some great defense as well. Uh, there's usually a couple of good defensive highlights in there in a game like that. And, and then you get to, you know, hopefully see a closer at the end, close it out. So that's kind of how I would write my script for the game. Sophia, we're thrilled to have you back. Tell Al Minert that the son he never wanted and the brother you never needed said hello. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a great day. That is Sophia Minert from Bally Sports Wisconsin and the Milwaukee Brewers. She'll be joining us every other week, as she has for the past several years. Uh, we will get back to our areas of expertise next. It's Will Dean's house.